Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the show. Sorry, we're a couple of minutes late. My uh, new computer failed me, and and then finally it occurred to me that I had a my old computer kicking around. So here we are, and that it seems to be working fine. And our guest tonight, pretty excited about uh, the topic. Want to get the word out there of what's happening with Wikipedia and skeptics. And it is Craig Weiler and Rob Heavily, and they've been doing some deep research. Both of them, uh, Craig has been for quite a while, and we're going to be talking to them in just a second here. Uh, our blog this week by Charles Lear is a continuation, part three of the hovering assailants in uh, Peru, and he has done some deep research and uncovered a lot of really uh, interesting things and facts and uh, about interviews. Uh, this is going way back. Uh, things have been happening there. It's very interesting. So check that out at podcastufo.com and let's see i think that's it about uh for announcements um next week uh we're continuing on as usual i'm going to be moving uh well i'm going across the country i should say and back and so but everything should be fine for the 27th and i have james loff uh, as a guest then so here we go uh british uh, i no i believe he's not british sorry about that hope he's not listening and uh, here we are, Craig. Welcome. Hi, Martin. Thank you very much for having me on. It's a pleasure to be you here. You bet. And hey, Rob, how are you? Doing fine. Thanks for having us on. It's a welcome. Yes. Pleasure to be here. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm glad. I think you know more than anything. This is almost like a PSA. You know, this is like we have to get the word out there that this is happening. And a good friend of the show. I was looking at my emails to see when. He and I were first in touch, and that was April in 2013. Phil, Phil has been talking about this ever since he saw this going on and uh, connected me with Rob. And uh, so that's why you guys are on the show, and I'm grateful that you're here. So I, I guess I'd like to start out. Uh, now, I know uh, Rob has a longtime interest in UFOs. I'm not sure you do as well, Craig, right? I mean, you've been looking at this type of thing for quite a while, right? Uh, nope. I'm um, so my specialty is parapsychology, 
where the um, where the skeptics were uh, going after that particular field for far longer than UFOs have been a thing. So. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And so I'm basically here because I've been, uh, you know, I started investigating the skeptics 10 years ago. I wrote a book about it. And so I have some rather in-depth knowledge of where all this comes from. Uh, and, and Rob has done the deep dive into the, into the Wikipedia stuff recently, which I am so grateful for. Yeah. I know I saw a clip of the guerrilla skeptics basically uh, it's, it almost sounded like they were bragging about, you know, destroying all these people. And, you know, uh, we're talking, you know, quite a few, uh, what I consider pretty important people that, uh, you know, taking their accolades away or changing them or mm -hmm. putting them in a different place on the page or something like that. Uh, a lot of things going on. And so I guess, uh, why don't we basically, I don't know who wants to lead it, but basically why we're here and why we're talking about tonight about the Wikipedia edits. I can, I can pick up because my, my history with this is, is a lot um, less than his and I'll fill in the, the aspect of the, from the UFO front and where I think that overlaps with the parapsychology front that um, when David Grush went um, public in June 5th of last year, I was tracking his narrative and I keep a close eye on the FO Twitter community and I started seeing some new people come in there that seem to have a repetitive talking points and I've got a pretty good memory for repeating patterns. So I, I, I caught buzzwords that weren't familiar, but were familiar to this new subset. So as his Wikipedia page evolved, I was knowing these same words were on there. So I went and started inquiring about the editors of who was writing this. And the writing was very familiar to me um, of somebody that's very pronounced uh, in this community that is uh, in opposition of all this. So I started looking at his edits and other editors. Then I went to pages like Lou Zondos, George Knapps, and on down the line, every person that has any prominence in the field of UFOs or like Hal Putoff and, and remote viewing and his works and even his uh, – even his regular uh, peer review papers and such, they target scientists, professionals, anybody that doesn't fit the charter of what turned out to be the guerrilla skeptics um, and these uh, unacknowledged guerrilla skeptics of uh, Lucky Louie and them, they have the same talking points as Mick West and some others that are, these are all fellows of uh, CFI, uh, Committee for Inquiry, and then um, Committee for uh, skeptic inquiry subsidiary that Susan Gerbic runs. That's the crowd that Craig has been dealing with for 12 years. And I rolled this back to 2005 and found where Mick West had gotten started on Wikipedia in 2005 and then had one acknowledged account in 2006 opened up. And I think Lucky Louie at around the same time frame. And then fast forward, they are, they basically have entire topics locked up, including UFOs and the and parapsychology and a few others that they have problems on where they systematically take over pages. And I, I pursued this for almost four months straight. I'm disabled, so I've got a lot of time on my hands for research. And it took me solid months to map out the organization to even get a feel for the size and the scope of it. It was incredible. And Craig can tell you what kind of an undertaking that was. Yeah, Craig, why don't you go ahead? 
So for, for what Rob did uh, in going through there is just mind-boggling. It is absolutely mind-boggling because in Wikipedia, you have the article which everybody sees, and then you have talk pages, and then you have arbitration pages, and, and you just and then stuff uh, stuff stuff gets filed away in um, in folders after, you know old old pages get filed away and stuff. So chasing things down becomes a nightmare. And none of it is really uh, coordinated in a way where you can search it easily. Mm -hmm. So Rob is busy going down one rabbit hole after another, after another, after another. I mean, it's just, it's an insane amount of work. I, I did it for about six weeks. Uh, back in 2013, I was following one particular case. Uh, and I was watching how they operated when a whole bunch of new editors got on one particular um, article and attempted to correct it, to, to, to get it to neutral. And so I saw this whole process play out uh, and their, their system is pretty um, pretty good. I mean, you know, you just have to admire how they do this. It's uh, basically, they, they have the rule system completely down pat. So the minute you get on there, they're just barraging you with all the rules that you have to follow. Like there's mm -hmm. no goodwill at all, right? If you are a competing editor on their particular favorite topic, they're not listening to you. They're looking for a way to get rid of you. Mm -hmm. uh, and they they use their you know they use their rules. You'll hear them in defense say, "Well, people just need to follow the rules." Yeah, and no, no, they, they, they also don't have write any, the rules. Yeah, they write the rules. They don't have any uh, sense of scholarship about it. It's not about what the right thing is. It's about. Mm -hmm or even whether it's correct, it's about whether you're following the rules that there are, they are enforcing and policing upon mm -hmm. you the entire time. So it's, you're hassled from the moment you get on there. And if you try to make an edit, uh, if you do that three times, now you're edit warring and they have a reason to take you to, to a summary judgment and try and get rid of you there. Uh, or the time that I was on there, they kicked off four people within a six week span. Uh, one mm -hmm. of them, they just booted off without any sort of trial or anything. Uh, and the other two, they found other ways. Uh, one of their favorites is to accuse people of being sock puppets. Uh, uh, now, which, which it almost sounds like they might be. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The, yeah. The way they're doing I, it now. Gonna, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was go just going to say, when you have when they have new people show up with new accounts, they have a new, a new rule that they consider them either meat puppets or not there to to build an encyclopedia, and if they if they do the three and they don't warn you if you if you edit three times and it gets reverted that that's called edit warring and that they will ban you from the platform, but that's exactly what they do is every time a new editor pops up trying to make a a an edit counter to their narrative and it's a majority rule literally on each page and they are the only allowed majority majority on the platform. So they don't tell these unsuspecting new editors that you're going to get banned from the platform as soon as you get that third revert, and then boom, they're gone. They don't even they don't even uh -huh. take them to arbitration anymore. They're just gone. Wow. So I wanted to to let you know if you were not aware of this that on the last Need to Know podcast, Ross Caldhart started talking about his Wikipedia page, and he said, "I don't understand it." Well, according to Wikipedia, my wife's not too happy because it says I was I'm divorced. And then it says that I was kicked out of something for a newsroom brawl. And, mm -hmm. you know, he's going on and on all these things. And then he's starting to get to, to the end of what he's saying. And he's saying, 
it's almost like it's an organized situation. So mm -hmm. I got a message. I sent a message to him. I said, yes, it is. And, you know, you should look into the work that Rod Heavily's doing. And so anyway, um, I don't know if he's, you know, checking into it or not. But he, as of last week when he did that podcast, he had no idea that this was happening. He thought it was just unique to himself. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it was far more widespread. And Susan Gerbeck, the, the guerrilla skeptic leader, she made a – she had a – she did a talk show or something just a couple of days ago where she says that that people mistook that for what happened to Ross Colhart's page is that that somebody had had uh, had edited in a bunch of accolades for him and last uh, December. And then they had to edit it back out because it was undue weight in favor of, of Ross. But that was that was true, factually. But what she didn't say was that previous to those being edited in they were long standing for over a year in his uh sub of of a of a wikipedia page and ed had stayed there until part of these uh, skeptic crews pulled it out in mid-december and they kept it out and somebody tried to edit it back in they reverted that and then banned the editor so yeah she's actually correct that somebody put it in and they pulled it out but but these were there a long time they took out his uh all of his uh positive uh, awards and then they gave him the bent spoon award that's basically calling you a fraud you know that you're bending spoons and stuff with your mind to ridicule him and get that removed from his page now um you know you kind of wonder what their their purpose is i know one of the skeptical uh one of the skeptic associations has a lot of funding and i don't mm -hmm. really understand exactly what they use their funding for um, but you know, this, it seems to me that these people that are doing the work that you're talking about, do you believe they're just volunteer or do you think that, does anyone know if they're paid? They're paid through the CSI group and which is a subsidiary of the CFI, uh, committee for, for inquiry. They've got, they, they have in their charter that, uh, they are anti-theists and, uh, that whatever they view as quackery uh, and pseudoscience by their definition, then they, um, they have a mandate on Wikipedia where I found that one of the original uh, founders in about 2006 argued to allow that uh, a skeptic, a group that has Wikipedia and their best interests in mind to allow them to, you're not supposed to have a majority. Uh, it's supposed to be neutral and independent and individual editors, but it's not with that group. But, on the CF CSI, they have their CSI fellows, which include Neil deGrasse Tyson, McWest, Bill Nye, and and they get paid for their articles that they write. And then the Wikipedia editors, if they need consensus with mainstream articles, it's convenient. They can have their fellows write articles in the mainstream uh, media, and then they use those for credible sources to offset other credible media that's the opposite of their opinions. So it's a complete racket. Well, I remember, you know, I haven't been on Wikipedia to add information for a long time. And I'm going to say maybe five or six years, maybe longer. Uh, but I remember when it was that if you had information on one particular thing or or, or someone, uh, in my case, I believe it was about some particular thing, uh, that you could go in there and you could edit and add something and source it if you wanted to. Um, is that no longer the case or is it the case, but they'll boot you out easily? 
Go ahead and take it, it, Craig. Depends, okay, yeah. It depends a lot on the topic. Um, if you if you get into any of the areas that the that the guerrilla skeptics police, uh, they you're not getting anywhere. If you make any edit that it, that they don't like, boom, you're out. Uh, they they they're very very good at policing those areas. If you want to, you know, talk about a Pokemon or something that you knew from way back when, where you have some information nobody, you know, nobody knows, you can probably get that on Wikipedia. Uh, the, you know, it'll, unless you run into some super anal editor or something, uh, there are a lot of really intense people editing Wikipedia. And if you, I mean, even, even on relatively benign subjects, if you cross them, uh, you know, you, you end up getting in a fight with somebody who doesn't know anything, which is, you know, not really a very fun place to be, but a lot of people run into that. And why should they have any more power than anyone else? Well, okay. For example, uh, there was, uh, there's, there's something called Lenner, low energy nuclear reaction, right? This is what you commonly know as cold fusion. So I happened to run across a page where I knew uh, two people that were editing it uh, or trying to. One was a Nobel Prize winning physicist and the other was a high level uh, technical engineer um, editor for uh, a magazine. Both of them had no luck whatsoever against some nobody. Uh, when they were trying to edit the page. They would explain, explain, explain. The person just wasn't having any of it. All pseudoscience to them, that was that. Hmm. And, and, it's and so, go ahead. The majority rules. So they, so when they when they need an assist, they will call in as many admins as it takes to get majority yeah. to, if say, if they bring in two or three people, they can recruit as many as they need. They haven't acknowledged 150 members, but it, it, it's much higher than that that are loosely affiliated with the, with the skeptics. And this goes clear back to what one of the wiki founders argued for this group to keep the quackery. And he had a very disparaging two name word for him um, in 2006 to argue for the existence of a monopolized group that would be a, looking out for the best interests of Wikipedia and keeping quackery and pseudoscience off of it. But when they maybe was good in concept at first, but when they were able to, determine what that is and inject their opinions, uh, the neutrality that they were supposed to have of unbiased articles quickly was exterminated. And even the other former, um, the other founder of Wikipedia that left pretty early on, he wrote three articles about it in the last few years that is completely uh, biased and bigoted and he's completely lost what the original concept was. The worst part of what I see is and I'm just looking on the outside. I have never, not done any research that you two gentlemen have, but uh, is when they actually attack a person, if they actually do remove accolades or, or something of that. Now, Tim, Rear Admiral Ten, Tim Gallaudet has been on this show. He's a nice gentleman. And from what I understand, they went after his page as well. Do, do either one of you know anything about that? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yeah. Yeah. I posted that on Twitter the other day, highlighting that and with screenshots because I think it was Joe Anthrax, one of the three, Lucky Lee, Jojo Anthrax, or Joshua Schroeder that goes by JPS on, on as an editor name. They had marked it a few a couple of weeks ago um, that, that there was too much fluff and it needed cut back. So I sent the tweet tweet out and tagged Galladay on it, and he thanked me for that. And sure enough, uh, two days ago, I went in and they had removed about 2,500 characters out of it and just really, really – I mean, the guy is, you know, as you well know, highly accomplished. They they took out a lot of – a lot of specifics on his citations and things and his, uh, his service uh, duty awards and things like that to where right. say like he was, uh, he was coordinating for the Kitty Hawk battle group. They would take out the Kitty Hawk and just, just little things like that to just keep dialing down. They even do this to religion pages that they'll just, they keep going in and doing little edits a little over time and just keep dying down, trying to exterminate the information they feel needs taken literally eradicated from the planet and that's their charter what the c what cfi does what they get their funding is for and also for csi which is a subsidiary which is a guerrilla skeptics on wikipedia that are being funded through 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 all those donations and you can even read on neil degrassi tyson's page they feel like academic progress and even in government are having bad decisions because people of faith are running them and they need atheists in charge to, to make the right decisions because the rest of us aren't responsible enough. So ergo, they don't even put an opposing opinion on pages, no matter how well sourced they are to, to even let a person decide what, what is the correct choice to how you perceive something and what they do to character like what Tim Galladay and, and Lou and David Grush and others and on down the line, anybody that's notable in, in Craig's field, mine or, or UFOs, which are, you can see that they're the positive attributes for them get systematically taken down and out like with Ross and, and they stack up as many uh, negative uh, ads as they can. It's, it's targeted character assassination across the board. Yep. Pretty much. That's, that's really something. And it, in a way it almost seems like we're going back to the middle ages you know, of like closed mindedness or like one sidedness. Um, you, you know, I mean, th- it, it seems it. Uh, yeah. You know what? It just doesn't seem right. Something seems really wrong about it. OK, so I, I can actually address what seems wrong about that. So these people, the skeptics, um, there was a, a 2013 uh, University of Tennessee Chattanooga study where they divided up atheism into six different groups. Now, I'm not going to name them all, but the one we're focused on here is anti-theists. Mm-hmm. And they, these people are the blowhards that get on and get on the, uh, the Internet and start attacking religions. You know, I'm sure you've seen their memes, you know, 
occasionally running through of, of how ridiculous of religions are. Skeptics are a subset of that. And uh, technically they're atheist materialists. It's, it's a very important distinction. Uh, your, your average atheist really doesn't care, but your atheist materialist is very focused on a world made out of material. So this, this gets really esoteric quickly, but so I'll make it brief. Basically, two guiding philosophies out in science. One is that the universe is made of ideas, and the other one that the universe is made of material. Um, there's actually a great deal of controversy now because the materialists are losing the science, the science part. And that's part of why you see them get so worked up on Wikipedia. It's like literally their last stranglehold. Mm. Wasn't there a parapsychology debate on that? Uh, the science, uh, what was it? Uh, there was a TED talk pulled that um, Sheldra, oh. Rupert Sheldrake. Was yeah, it? that was in, in 2013, um, I, which I documented in my book. The, uh, he, had, uh, he had made a talk where he was questioning the um, uh, 10, what he called the dogma of science, which were, which were these materialistic beliefs that are within the science. And he said, well, let's just question them. And they pulled his talk just for, just for putting up the question. They pulled his talk and, um, and banned him because this was to them pseudoscience just for questioning. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. So they're, um, they're bonkers. These are, uh, they have all the signs of authoritarian personality types. And uh, just just to confirm this, I mean, I could I could see it, but then I, I went to uh, a, a psychologist who studies this stuff, uh, Steve Taylor. Uh, uh, he's, he's in England. Uh, who knows about the skeptics too? And he's like, yep, 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 yep. These are authoritarian types. So very black and white, uh, can't uh, can't handle ambiguity very well. And uh, they tend to be very militant about their views and very, um, very aggressive, aggressive about dissent. Yeah, thank you. You know, they, they've even, but yeah, go ahead. I was going to say one of the one of the founders in, in, of the CFI around 20, 2008 to 14, there was a lawsuit where an atheist sued Congress and the federal government to to try and take prayer out um, chamber sessions and things and to allow him to give a non-religious uh, um, pep talk basically. And they won part of that lawsuit um, by suing him because at any rate, they, they, they took this, I think it went up to even a district, maybe even the Supreme court. I'm not sure. It was a huge landmark case uh, back in like 2014 or 15. So they've got significant funds and, to throw at this and you can read the the charter for how they're attacking religion on Neil deGrasse Tyson's Wikipedia page because he subscribes to that and it's in its explicit detail how how they feel like any theology whatsoever is hampering humanity and damaging it and they feel it's their duty to rid the world of all this bunk which they don't believe in you know in NHI they don't believe in UFOs they don't believe in paranormal that, that there's no collective consciousness, you know, that after death we're dirt, that's it. There's no life beyond death. And then there's no, there's no supernatural. So 
that's where you have a lot of overlap with Craig and I that, you know, we come at this from two sides, but like with people like Hal Putoff, they're right bridging in the middle of all this. And I, I've even contacted him because in 2017, he was trying to edit his page and get the pseudoscience tag taken off of it because this is his life's work. You know, he's not a young person anymore and you don't want hmm. to be remembered, you know, and your Wikipedia page calling you a pseudoscientist. So he tried to edit in five peer reviewed papers of his and they rejected those and cited a book written by a what was he a biologist instead? The biologist criticized it and called his work pseudoscience. So they they kicked out his five papers, and he gave up and left. And I was in tears when I read it. It was sad. You can go on the talk page for how put off and read it. It is it, tear jerking. But they they he gave up. He couldn't get them to. No matter how he tried to format it, they kept rejecting it. The same thing Craig was talking about that he's been dealing with all this time. Wow, it's yep. so controlling. It's it's just it's it's just unbelievable. Uh, what about Google's involvement? Google um, Google has put Wikipedia at the top of search. Mm -hmm. So you know it doesn't matter whether the article is any good or not. You Google you Google uh, mm -hmm. Wikipedia or, or you Google anything that Wikipedia has, and it'll come up to the top of search results. Part yeah. of that is to encourage people to pay for ads to get above Wikipedia. So it's it's very much oh, yeah. you know, Google's financial best interest to shove a whole bunch of stuff at the top, whether it's any good or not, to push anybody's um, anybody's monetary benefit down, so that so that they can they they have to pay for ads. I mean that's that's kind of the game there. I see. I see. Yeah. Here's a, another question here and. Uh, uh, I, I think there's a lot of motivation, I think, in situations like this is really the bottom line is it's fear based. There's something fear based mm -hmm. about when someone wants to control something. Um, and how do you see answer this question here? Uh, do we know what the motivation is behind the control of this information? Yeah, actually, I do. The. Um... So a lot of skeptics, what they found uh, a long time ago, when this, when they, when a lot of scientists first started looking at uh, skepticism, was that uh, some of the most absolutely ferocious ones came from a highly religious and controlling home, and they eventually rejected that, but kept all the controlling uh, behaviors when they went and, and adopted science. As their as as their touchstone, so to speak. So you had people with extreme dealing with extreme religious beliefs, and then switching over to extreme science beliefs, which is which is called scientism. There's actually a name for it mm -hmm. when, huh. when when you when you treat science as a religion. Yeah, huh. Lou yeah. talked on that a couple of years ago, I think, on Kurt Jamongle, where he talked about people falling into scientism. And trying to prescribe a narrative instead of following empirical facts. But like with Mick West, what I saw, he was this is what started me in the first place back in July of last year. He had written several blogs about how he grew up as a child and the, the Hopkinsville Goblin Encounter book terrified him more so than anything else. And the thought of being abducted or ghosts stroking his face or demons and things that terrified him as a child and then when he grew up and learned through science that none of this exists he was angry and wanted to get back and and to remove this bunk from from humanity 
so other people you know and kids didn't have to suffer through what he did so he he went weaponized with it in one of his blogs he was bragging about trying to flip an editor that was a priest of his faith and turn him atheist that i mean that to me is a very cruel thing to do is, is strip somebody of their worldview and their 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 foundations that give them solace of who they are in a security blanket to try and arbitrarily take that away from them. I thought that was kind of cruel. So I went looking for that and I finally found it in Wikipedia in 2005 after a lot of time searching for it. And, and uh, that's where, you know, people think that he is, you know, wholesome and true and, and just, you know, out for the, you know, a true skeptic, which is valuable in any, any profession or any discipline in science. We need true skeptics, but these are pseudo skeptics. They are not, even if they believe what they're countering, they're never going to admit it. They can't. Their entire franchise and their belief structure stands on never being wrong and none of them breaking ranks. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it seems like it's in all parts of our society. There's the strong oppositions and black and white and and uh, like control issues and about every segment of anything you can think of. It seems like I don't know what is causing this. I do think that, you know, the internet is a double-edged sword and a lot of things have happened since that's come along and with social media and, and, and all that, um, you know, you can go down any rabbit hole you want and believe whatever you want and get all the backing you need. Um, but I really strongly feel that if beliefs aren't hurting anyone, then everyone should be free to believe in a religion if they want to believe in as long as you know people aren't getting hurt and right. uh for for someone to try to control someone in that way i think um i think it's harmful to us all and in other segments of life um here's a uh more or less a comment here wikipedia is a non-profit but they are violating their charter uh what do you think of that comment That's a tricky one uh, because it's Wikimedia runs uh, Wikipedia and they basically take a hands-off uh, approach to it and they let the editors run Wikipedia. So if they're original, in, it, once they do that, they, they really don't have responsibility for what the editors do uh, in, in, a, in a legal sense. I mean, this is this has basically been codified into law that they they you know they're not responsible for the for the editor's content. Hmm. So, uh, you know, do they have a moral obligation? Absolutely, they have a moral obligation to produce a you know a, a real encyclopedia that that puts scholarship first, as opposed to what they're doing now, which is basically, you know, a group controls an area and puts out their own particular message in there. So they have a moral responsibility, but they don't have a legal one. I guess that's the way to, to put that. I, yeah. I think well, that they, when, when we've had the guerrilla skeptics that have been taken to the arbitration board several times for, for different things. Um, but also part of that is, um, attacking people's characters that, that were unfounded, uh, unsubstantiated claims. I mean, it, sure, if it's Jeffrey Dahmer, of course it's going to be a negative um, article. But um, yeah. arbitrarily taking somebody, for instance, like David Grush, um, who came out, there's 
you know, his, his record is, is, you know, he's, it's unimpeachable, you know, with all of his uh, awards and his history and the people that vouch for him. This is one, this is the senior, the most senior level intelligence person that's worked in actual UFO programs to come forward. And they're, they are putting in every bit of negativity that they can get uh, Mick West's opinion that he doesn't believe that's accurate, which Mick West has never worked in any programs. He doesn't, he doesn't have a, any kind of training in physics whatsoever. He's done some trig to write, you know, 2d programs with, but he's not qualified. But then you get Brian Dunning, who's just a novice as well with comments in there and Cavalito. Um, none of these people are experts in science. They have no history within the intelligence community. They have no knowledge to determine what is accurate and what's not, but they decide what is real through consensus among their editors and what they, what they decide collectively is, is their reality. And that's what they push on the platform. And if you try to push again, you get bumped off of it, but they're also replicating it off the platform with their CSI fellows. And I think part of these arbitration boards that they had when it, when I think there was, it may have been the Sheldrake one, but there's been a couple since then where the, uh, the, uh, Jesse, is it Jesse Wales, the, one of the co-founders that was still overseeing it. Jimmy Wales. Jimmy Wales. Yes. It was brought, it was a, there was a lot of fanfare in the media where it was highly publicized. So they, they, he became aware that they were, that there was an organized group, the guerrilla skeptics, and that they were targeting specific people and doing them reputational harm and did nothing about it. And then that emboldened uh, Susan Gerbic and her guerrilla skeptics, which she's going to think this is a feather in her cap too for advertisement and recruiting. They've admitted that they have over, they control over 1,500 pages now. They've gotten over 150 million page views. And she states that their number one tool for getting their dogma out to the world through the CSI and Wikipedia is the Wikipedia tool because it's, it's hands down, you know, the number one, number four popular site in the world, especially for uh, media and information. So they're completely focused on this. And I think that there could be a challenge to liability for defamation because they're doing it wholesale across different categories, like for instance, uh, religion for UFOs and in the, the paranormal and psycho parapsychology community, they're all being disparaged. Any person that starts to gain prominence, they go to work. They even rank each page from A to F on how important it is to try and keep an eye on that page and control it. And then they get pinged anytime someone tries to edit it. And if it's high up on their rating list, they will all swarm to that and make sure that it doesn't get, um, it doesn't, they don't lose control of it. But another trick I think that they're doing is say these new editors that are sock puppet accounts or an IP address, they'll come in and they'll do three edits and then it gets reverted. They claim edit warring and then they can call for a protection page and then it gets protected, you know, sometimes short term or sometimes long term, depending how many times it happens. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. 
I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and over. And then only the bigoted editors that have already had the majority there get to edit it from there forward. And you have to ask permission and write it in the talk page, take it under consideration. But I have to wonder if they're not manufacturing some of these rogue editors to to have the three revert rule so then they can lock it up and protect it and it, it seems that i see a methodology to that that i'm still evolving but that's a repeating pattern that they're using now okay say i'm tim gallaudet or i'm ross coldheart and i decide to take a look at my wikipedia page one day and i see all these things removed or edited or moved or whatever and i said hey you know, that's not so. I'm going to go in and add my, you know, I won this award. I want to put this award in there. He can't edit nope. his own page? No. No. It's it's strictly forbidden. You can't edit your own page. It's against their rules. But um, Neil deGrasse Tyson acknowledges on his own Wikipedia page that he corrected something once. But they're chastising uh, some people on Twitter. Uh, for editing their own page at one point and we're going to try and squeeze them off the platform for that but i point out that well you need to go after the grassy but they also have they also have basic standards of what of what a person of notoriety even ranks them to have a wikipedia page and susan gerbeck the heads this out you would think that she had some kind of um some kind of education in the sciences she doesn't she was a jc penny career photographer which there's no no, there's nothing, no shame in that. You know, that's a respectable job yeah. and I commend yeah. her for that, but to be making decisions on science and religion and, the, and you know, all the other uh, disciplines that she is uh, taking, she doesn't have firsthand knowledge on these topics. She's relying on secondhand knowledge of the people that, that are professionals and scientists that she surrounds herself with. She's relying on them to give her accurate information to believe what they're saying for her to advance their dogma. So she has no dog in this fight firsthand. Well, it's like, you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and uh, I'm going to put him on the same stage in a way with uh, Mick West. You know, Mick West is is a, a, a gamer, but uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson, yes, he's an astronomer and he's held in esteem and all that. But, you know, when he comes off saying things publicly, like, you know, basically the bottom line is, you know, anyone that believes in UFOs is nuts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so closed minded. It's not scientific at all. It's just theater. And uh, it's kind of hard to to look at him and take him seriously when he has that that type of attitude. And, you know, Mick West, I will say that a couple of times I've seen some really good work by Mick West, but I've seen a lot more mm -hmm. not so good work and very, uh, very opinionated work. Like this has to be a jet exhaust, uh, you know, that worked from right once and he was absolutely correct uh, when it had yeah. to do with the 
uh, Chile event mm -hmm. years ago, but mm -hmm. now he's, he uses that for basically everything. Uh, mm -hmm. It seems like he uses it a lot. And uh, just a real quick thing I want to say, I had him on one time to talk about that. And I had Kevin Day, you know, talking about uh, all mm -hmm. these basically think, you know, he finally, Mick West said, okay, I agree. You're right. It, it can't be that. And then a week later he was on the news. I saw him on the news saying, you know, still going back to the old, it's a, you know, a jet exhaust. So he, he just went back to what works for him. I, I want to address this question by B Baker, who is left that takes Wikipedia seriously. It's a joke with all the high uh, suspect information. And I, I want to, I want to say people believe a lot of people believe what they read, you know, mm -hmm. right off the bat. It's very powerful when they read it, when they're reading it uh, as the first thing that comes up when they're searching something or whatever. Uh, a lot of people take Wikipedia at face value and think it's all 100 yeah. percent because it's in print, so to speak. <laughs> and as humans, that's kind of how we react a lot of times. So it's a very powerful tool, and that's why uh, this is a serious thing to look at. You know, if it's coming up right away and it has a, a lot of information, you think you're getting the right information. Um, I had uh, Tim Burchett, um, Congressman Tim Burchett on a few weeks ago, and he said he wouldn't trust Wikipedia for as far as he could throw the Capitol, the Capitol Dome. But um, he, he talks about his, you know, his uh, own uh, distortions that there are on, on Wikipedia. Yeah, he, he's I've, been informed, too. There, there's some of these people in the background that, are, that have been uh, I've made sure that they've been informed of what's happening with their pages, just like with uh, George Knapp and, and uh, Jeremy Corbell. Um, that were, you know, George Knapp was saying how years ago his girlfriend tried to go in. Uh, it was just a, you know. A longtime friend, but but they dated just for a short time. But then she was listed in the page as a longtime, you know, you know, affair. What would you call affair? A relationship. And she went in to try and edit it out. And they, every time she put it in, same thing. It just got taken right back out again. She's like, you know, what is this? She didn't understand at the time what was happening until he told her about it just recently. And uh, now she's in sense too, and joining the fight. And most people think that with a platform this large, there is an expectation that it's going to be at least a, an air of essence of trying to be fair and neutral with it. You know, there's not going to be a perfect process with anything, you know, especially this large, but there is an expectation of some semblance of oversight and neutrality, or at least an attempt towards that. But that is not the case. And I think that's an antitrust issue and in, in breaking good faith, they're taking government monies and donations from people foundations and things that are on that are assuming that there are checks and balances in place and that they're making an attempt but like greg said in any demographic that that there's a group that want to go after this um you can't make any inroads and i'm sure they're not the only group on wikipedia but i haven't encountered the other ones yet i haven't had time to map them out because this has taken so much time and i've got so many people now reaching out to me not just in the ufo community but other other uh, notable people that want to know if their pages were affected and I'm, I'm providing them that information and we've got people in Congress now interested in this. And I've heard of different law groups and, and people on Twitter that were talking about having their, their legal representatives and things look at it that because they were being there, 
their character was being disparaged. So there's a lot of interest in this and it's growing. They gorilla skeptics have had like with Craig and them before when he didn't have the power of the internet behind him back then. Um, like we do now with social media. And I'd like for him to explain that. Oh yeah. With, well, with my first attempt, I, you know, I was looking at this going, these guys are everywhere. I mean, they did, they're just like all over Wikipedia. It's like, holy smokes. And they're, they're affecting all these bios. They're affecting all these subjects. Uh, so just so that you know, it's not just parapsychology and UFOs, but it's also mm -hmm. alternative medicine, alternative energy, uh, and um, homeopathy, uh, um, home chiropractic, homeopathy, yeah, uh, all these different acupuncture, mm -hmm. and you know, stuff like what's really irritating is, for example, they're they're after, they're going after chiropractic. I don't know why, but you know, chiropractic hmm. care is medically recognized. For people that's why you have chiropractors everywhere right mm -hmm. natural paths uh medically accepted acupuncture medically accepted reiki for pete's sakes hands-on healing medically accepted all of this stuff and you would never know it by looking in but by, by looking in, in wikipedia all this information has been completely distorted beyond recognition now mm -hmm. if somebody needs something along those lines you know if for example there are some situations where no um, no allopathic medicine will work for them. What's left? Well, there there have been studies, uh, for example, that have demonstrated psychic healing has actually uh, cured cancer in rat, in, not rats, mm -hmm. mice. Uh, there there are actual studies uh, about that, and these people would have no way of knowing if they were searching Wikipedia. And in fact. To find that stuff, you have to search very, very specifically. You have to know exactly what you're looking for to find it uh, and so that you can bypass all this gatekeeping. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, right. it's, not, it's not just Wikipedia. It's like all this skeptic stuff all rises to the top of search results. Yeah. Hmm. The, their CF, the CFI fellows that they that had the, that had the high-powered lawyer that went after Congress now, he's one of the founding members, and I think he got – sidelined in 2016 and then we have the present one and i thought it was kind of funny how susan gerbic is the only one that was editing under her name and then she became incorporated underneath that uh cfi with the csi fellows group and the gorilla skeptic heading falls under her so she's firewalled and in, in essence the cfi foundation the parent company through her 501c so any liability uh, of say uh, class action character, you know, the defamation suits or anything that, that crops up from the CFI, CF, CSI fellows outside of Wikipedia or some kind of contention with the grill skeptics within it. Um, that falls to her, to her um, CSI foundation and her nonprofit. So the liability is on her, not, not, not the leaders of CFI, which is a brilliant move on their part to let her edit under her name they stay protected, and if something goes down on Wikipedia or the CSI, she gets the hit with her company, not them. Brilliant business plan. How about that? And the 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 quick film I watched on the Gorilla Skeptics was they were all cheering each other on that they would you know take these things down and that they had control of these pages. They were all really really excited about it in this. Uh, conference or whatever it was that they were at. Uh, 
it's pretty distorted. I have to say goodbye to everyone over at KGRA Radio. Remember, we'll be back next week uh, with Jim Loff. Uh, and thank you all. Uh, he's uh, Jim Loff is a journalist, so should be an interesting guy. Um, thank you all at KGRA Radio, and we'll see you next week. So let's continue on. Just just a few minutes here. Um, okay. So, you know, you, you, I, I have to wonder, is there any recourse to any of this? Or is it just a, something we have to observe and be aware of? Well, from the parapsychology side, um, the uh, Society for, the SPR, Society for Psychical Research, just did their own encyclopedia. It's called the Psi Encyclopedia, PSI Encyclopedia. And so if you are a researcher, you have a perfectly acceptable biography in that one. So there's there's competition uh, for them. Everybody else in holistic medicine, you're you're out of luck. So mm -hmm. you know, well, people it, like it, uh, even yeah. Alexander, a neurosurgeon who had a near death experience and wrote about it. Um, yep, he's out of luck. Uh, well, so these things are, you know. If you have an organization behind you that can they can put something out competing out there, you've you've kind of got a shot of at least having competing information. But if you don't, they'll they'll hammer you. Well, I, you know, I take a different approach on that, and that's where Craig and I met because about a month ago he saw one of my posts on Twitter, and I hadn't know I didn't know him before that, and he said that that was a noble thing I had done, but that he didn't feel like anything was going to change, and I told him, well you know, DM me, let's talk about that. Cause I I'm, I'm optimistic. And I think that he's starting to see that now that, you know, when we have people on board, like Gary Nolan that became aware of this and how this is, you know, they spend their whole life trying to educate people correctly, you know, through advanced education and, and things and that people, the general public layman need to have a good reference library online. And they have that expectation of there being at least some semblance of quality control on this platform or else it wouldn't be pushed up to the top of the search results. Right. Um, so there are considerations um, that are being kicked around. I think that some like Tim Burchett, there are some congressmen now that are catching on to this. And I think the academics that are seeing this, uh, like, like Gary Nolan included, I think there are parallels to him that I'm some I can't remember their names, but but it, it is escalating, not diminishing on the side of uh, academia and pushing through institutions and then also through Congress and affecting that way. And then there's the legal uh, ramifications that are being explored um, with, with uh, Wikipedia foundation, the private foundations and the individual persons within those groups that are being so disparaging toward people, living persons that are actual defamation because the things they have written, maybe not in their article, but in the talk pages and elsewhere, there's some pretty damning, um, vitriolic statements of fact against these people. And, and a lot of these, can you imagine a cancer researcher getting topic banned from his own topic where he can't wow. edit his page anymore? This has happened many times over. Craig can attest to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's that crazy. Huh? It is. Yeah. Hey, I've got a call here. I've got a call here. Someone, uh, uh, Phil, welcome to the show. Hi, can you hear me? I think we can hear. Can you hear him on there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can hear you. Yes. Go ahead, Phil. Okay, great. 
Great. I wanted to kind of take this back in time a little bit because I'm a little bit older than some of these gentlemen here. And this <laughs> dates back to CSI COP, the Committee for the Scientific Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal, founded mm-hmm. by people like James Randi and exactly. uh, Carl Sagan yep. and Michael Shermer. All of these people that are doing these things are outgrowths of this organization, which changed their name. I don't know, 10 years or so ago, and they're now calling, calling themselves CSI. Yep. Uh, you, do you all agree with this so far? Yeah, yeah. CFI and then subsidiary CSI. Hello? Yeah. It's CFI uh, and Phil, then CSI. They're agreeing with you. I'm sorry you can't hear through this side. Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. okay. That's, that's fine. Um, my point is, this has been a long time coming. You're, one of your guests mentioned the fact that they're scientific reductionists or materialistic reductionists where everything has to be reduced to the five senses. So anything out there that these people don't like, they go after. And it's just, it's immense, the things they go after, as these gentlemen know. But I wanted to get the point across that this has been developing for the better part of 50 or 60 years, people like Neil, Neil Tyson, I don't give him three names because he doesn't deserve three names. Mm-hmm. Tyson is a member of CSI, mm-hmm. as is Michael Shermer, as is Mick West. All of these people need to be outed for who they are and what they're doing. They're trying to brainwash everyone. And this, this business with Google, I don't think, I think should be hammered home because Google is just as responsible as CSI is for getting this stuff out to the public where things, you know, like you guys, one guy you didn't mention was Graham Hancock, which I personally think he's great. And he's been trashed by archeologists and he's trashed by Wikipedia for no good reason whatsoever, only because they don't like him. So and, and anyway, that's my tirade. Um, I'm just curious to have anything to add to that. Thank you, Phil. Uh, yeah. So what 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 he's talking about with uh, so first of all, CSI Committee for Skeptical Inquiry, CFI Center for Inquiry. It's easy to get the two confused. Um, so he's talking about CSI COP, which was the original name, which was. Um, Committee for Skeptical Investigation of Claims of the Paranormal. And they later dropped the investigation part because one, they were terrible at it. And they ended up with experiments that proved exactly the opposite of what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And two, uh, you know, it just sounded it just sounded cool to switch it to CSI. So all of this started because there was a surge in interest in the paranormal back in the 1970s. Uh, and also there were some experiments uh, with something called the Gansfeld. This was a telepathy experiment that was starting to look like it would make a difference for parapsychology. Uh, and so these reactionaries immediately jumped on that and created uh, CSICOP, which immediately had a split. So the, the people that he was naming um, were actually... Uh, I, I don't think those were the founders because Paul Kurtz, uh, Barsha Truzzi, uh, and um, 
I, I know Sagan might might have been one of the founders, but he distanced himself pretty quick from it because he found them way too reactionary. He was far more reasonable than you might than they they like to portray him. Um, right. And, and I think Graham Hancock has I think his issue and why they would attack him is he's brought a lot of things into question. The things that yeah. we think are, are facts, you know, from the past. And I think we know little. I think we know little about what's going on around us all the time. I think we know little about our past. We have amnesia yeah. as as the human species um, because, you know, just to think that we, you know, we may know some things from 20,000 years ago or uh, uh, maybe more from 6,000 years ago, but that's not really that long mm -hmm. if you really think in the scope of time. Um, you know, uh, but for someone like Graham Hancock to come along and say, well, this is, this is really interesting. You know, this could be this or whatever. And, yeah. and to be shunned for that, you know, for that type of open-minded thinking, uh, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, it's not claims. It's things that we should at least question. Yeah. I, I, I spent, I'm sorry. Um, I've spent eight years before I came into this field about three years ago in tandem in, in the alternative ancient history community. And I've had the, the pleasure of working with some very, um, some of the best researchers out there. Even um, I've, I've met Randall Carlson. I've not had the pleasure of talking to yeah. Graham Hancock, but they are not just advancing theories. They're advancing facts. And it, and like with Mick West and them in every discipline, they fear what they, you know, they reject what they fear and that, that there is catastrophism instead of gradualism it's a very terrifying thing to realize that the, that the planet gets hit about every 5,000 years on average and humanity gets set back to near brink of extinction. That's been going on over a hundred thousand years now easily. So things like that are very disturbing for people to learn. And then they have to, you know, a lot of them have built their entire careers writing curriculum books on this. They teach it in the colleges and they're experts on it. So when they find out they have to go back and, and uh, rewrite the entire history books of everything they profess through their entire, you know, through their entire curriculum, that's daunting. But it's also, uh, we found this in every discipline. They don't want the challenge quo dogma that became scientism challenged. And the same goes with history that there are so many facts out there where scientists or like archaeologists like with Coquico in, in uh, Mexico, one of the oldest pyramids on the planet. There are different lava flows and there are megalithic blocks underneath one that some of the dating goes back 12,000 and it could be kicked back to 26,000 years. That is contemporary with Gedong Padang in Indonesia that is considered possibly the oldest pyramidal structure ever built by man. So there, there's a lot of facts there and they, they categorically reject it just like they do the younger Dryas uh, impact hypothesis. So, you know, we've got scientists in there like Firestone and them. They're being systematically attacked on Wikipedia, too. These are actual scientists that have peer-reviewed papers that are just, you know, by the hundreds of notations to them that are categorically getting kicked off the platform because they just, they they arbitrarily disagree with them. It's absurd. Isn't that something? That is really something. I, I really I really like um, to look back at the history and what you're talking about. That All that stuff really fascinates me a lot. Um about the possibilities. And I remember there was a, now you probably know more about this, but just go on this little side 
far right here for a second. There was a female archaeologist that uh, way back, I think in the 60s or 70s, made a discovery that she shouldn't have made and it ruined her career because yep. of all the, uh, you know, what they could test around these tools or whatever, made it mm -hmm. something like 200,000 years old and it, and it shouldn't have been that. And she basically, her career was totally ruined because of that finding. And she said something like, if it was 12,000 years, I'd be fine. But when, mm -hmm. when it goes back, you know, when all the, uh, uh, I don't know how, how they dated it, radio dating, whatever they did. Um, but I know like stone tools, you can't, you can't date these things. The, you just have to date from the fire what's around them. I think it was the mm. flint, the, the charred flint that was uh, some kind of layer. I know like C-14 only goes back, what, 14,000 years or something like that. But there was something in the, that they could date that was in the, uh, something to do with the charcoal, which I think that they've been able to date some of the charcoal right. back like two, two million years almost with some of that. It was something really, yeah. It was like, it, it was an out, uh, outstanding number, mm -hmm. whatever that, it was. That I think we, that was an Israel uh, bill that, that happened. Basically kind of ruined Israel. everything. Her, her, her future was ruined. Uh, mm -hmm. Here's a, uh, a question. Um, can you talk more about the manipulation of actual information? pages by skeptics groups uh they right now we're just focusing on individuals being uh you know the attacks of individuals but still yeah, um, what about some of the information has there actually been informational pages that the skeptics have uh, within the, the the pet topics that they that they that they focus on they they go after every page that has any prominence and they have page ranks in them. They've actually followed like 5,500 pages in their skeptical um, project that they call it on Wikipedia. And every one of those pages, they try and influence. So they will take out whatever information they disagree with. They will edit it back out because they say that they have to go by mainstream consensus. And they decide, you know, if there are as many peer-reviewed and well-sourced papers that are, that are uh, opposite of their opinion – they will find as you know, they will manufacture if they can't find them, um, well sourced uh, opinions for them. And they will, if they can label it pseudoscientific or quackery or bunk or whatever, um, fringe science, then that gives them the right to give them. They don't have to have a neutrality after neutrality after that. They can, they feel like it's Wikipedia's mandate to offset the, 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 ridiculousness of putting out propaganda by the rest of the world, they feel an obligation to offset it. So they edited in the most negative um, arguments and, and papers, well, not even papers, articles, and most of it that support their narrative. And then they, they atrophy and take out systematically. And sometimes they do it just a little bit over time to just keep chipping away. And that's what I kept finding is, they would just it would, it's so subtle and some of it you wouldn't notice it unless you frequented the page but you look at it one year if you've copied it go back the next year if it's a contentious topic of theirs it's going to be completely different if it's not deleted now have you used the wayback machine or something like that on any of these things to mm -hmm. look at what used to be and what it is I can go back through the edits and this is what took me so long. Oh, every single edit that they make, I can go back through and rewind it and see every edit by every editor that was made in succession. And that takes an, an inordinate amount of time to do to <laughs> get a concept of how they've yeah. done it. 
And that's yeah. how I map them out. I got it. Yeah, just to give you an idea on, um, so uh, I'll give you one example of what they do where the information completely contradicts them and they don't care. So if you go in and you look up parapsychology under uh, in Wikipedia, you immediately find that people perceive this as a pseudoscience. And that's completely irrelevant. The, the Parapsychological Association is an affiliate of the American Association for the Advancement of Science. They were vetted by mainstream science back in 1969 by a vote of 170 to 30 or something. They were accepted into the organization and they had to prove themselves. They had to submit a whole bunch of documentation to show that they were actually doing science. So the point of this is they, they were vetted by mainstream science back in 1969. When you are a member of that organization, you are vetted. That's You're done. There isn't mm -hmm. any, well, maybe it's pseudoscience, maybe it isn't. No, you're a member of the organization, you're vetted. If you go to Wikipedia's if you go to the Wikipedia page for parapsychology, it's it you, they have like pseudoscience in the first paragraph three times. Um, mm -hmm. And it's not, there's nothing about it that's even close to pseudoscience. Uh, you know, I know a lot of these people, I've, I've seen a lot of the papers and stuff. There's, there's nothing pseudoscience about any of this. It's just science. I have to tell you something because it just occurred to me. Um, when I was posting this show, it goes up on Facebook and uh, Twitter. And, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Twitch and uh, a couple of other ones all at the same time. <clears throat> I could not get this show to go up on Facebook because of of your bio, Craig, that had the word <clears throat> parapsychology in it. I had to delete that word to get this show up live on Facebook. Huh. It did it says YouTube, it does not meet the guidelines. YouTube uses mm -hmm. Wikipedia as well to push their messages and their algorithms as well. Um they YouTube don't, didn't give me any trouble, but Facebook would not let me even post the show. Huh. Until, that's about until right. I removed that word. <laughs> One of the so that's another thing for you to look into. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah. Nick West, as we all know, his flagship is hanging his hat on that he thinks that he's got all the UFO videos debunked, that all of them have a prosaic explanation. And he yeah. Ryan Graves, who testified under oath to Congress even, and the whole lot of them in favor, you know, top gun pilots that they that Mick West wrote articles and to establish that pilot testimony is not acceptable as a reliable source. So his flagship page that Lucky Louie tends to on Wikipedia, which I think is him, it cites Mick West even as a source. And they even state that pilot testimony is not reliable sources because uh, Ryan Graves, I think, or somebody tried to edit on his behalf to put that information in in the uh pentagon ufo page on on uh, the the ones that lou elizondo and them got released and, and the roosevelt video that all kinds of articles by mick west and them supporting his version of it are are highly stacked in there but they can't get in even the pilot testimonies because that's not reliable evidence they can't get kevin days in there um anything that's positive and these are these are documented these are entered into to the congressional record even they still can't get that information edited into these articles on wikipedia because these people reject it and they control the narrative yep that's really something uh yeah it's it's baffling i don't know what the average person could do about this other than be aware i mean truly it seems like uh, it's a it's a major force 
And uh, I, I don't, I personally don't see any, I don't know how there could be any changes unless they end up in front of Congress or, or something because of some type of violation like Zuckerberg has a couple of times. But when Wikipedia first started, um, I bet they didn't have any idea that this type of thing would ever happen in the future. Or maybe they don't even really care that it happens at all. I don't know. The, any thoughts the, on that? The 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 other co-founder that wrote that left like in 2002 that wrote the articles in the last few years of how biased it's become. He didn't he was writing that uh, that he didn't see a way forward to that he was creating an entirely different platform to to replace it, which is great. And I posted it on Twitter a bunch of links to that. But I also reached out to him last night and he responded to me today and said that it would be very difficult to quantify how they would be systematically targeting people for like a class action suit or to prove that there's an organized group. And I and I'm hopeful I can get him on board. Because I told him DM me, and I can I can show you the evidence. I can prove it to you that I can prove that there is a coordinated group. And I've even found um, Jimmy Wales a um, chat conversation that's still up on the archives through the Wayback Machine, where he was arguing for the ne the necessity of an organized group on Wikipedia of skeptics to to debunk the platform of all these credulous people. So he argued for a monopoly group, which is eerily what this um, echoes today. Guerrilla skeptics didn't come into existence on Wikipedia to 2010, but I found those same people already active on Wikipedia from 2005 and six. So they've been activists long before the Guerrilla Skeptic banner came up, but they've been a lot of them have been in there since near the inception doing this. So they're well entrenched and. No one thought it could be quantified, but evidently I've found enough and have convinced enough people. This isn't dialing down. I, it's exponentially growing. I'm having to form teams with this to help pursue different avenues like with Congress and other venues that I don't want to discuss at the moment. But there's very high level people interested that are very incensed and uh, they want they want accountability and they want reform. Very good. Uh, so I'd like to close the show. Craig, is there anything last thing you'd like to say as well? Uh, I think we've covered it really well. Uh, this is my first interview where I'm with Rob. And, um, oh, I, I'm just, great. I, yeah, I'm yeah. really hopeful that we can do a lot more of this and get this message farther out. This is far more serious than people think. Hmm. It, it is really hard to grasp just how far this has gotten into our society and into everything because too many people rely on wikipedia for information it's now getting into the ai models so ai mm -hmm. is going to spit out mm -hmm. their thing so you have basically this uh un um undocumented religion spreading out to the entire world about uh, about you know basically atheist materialism and we're all getting this religion from them yeah that's well put. Uh, yeah. yeah, and AI is a whole nother show. That's a, a whole mm -hmm. nother thing to be to be aware of. We, we just that that's going to change everything, I think. And uh, but anyway, it's been a real pleasure with you two gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. And, being and good luck in your quest and getting the word out there. I think it's very important. And I do appreciate the work that you have been doing. And Rob, I appreciate all the grueling hours 
that you spend to look at those uh, edits over the years. Uh, it's very time consuming. And I know you say you have plenty of time, but it sounds like a lot of work and dedication it, to me. It was. And I do appreciate it. The people that are acting in good faith to try and advance multiple topics forward are decent people. And they don't, they did had no idea how, why they're, why they're receiving so much blowback and uh, resistance. Like, like for example, Lou and David um, is the most recent and Ross and George Knapp, which I'm going to be on coast to coast AM with George Knapp in about a week to talk about oh, this. Good. So That's great. Yeah. It, it's it's growing as people become yeah. more aware because there's been a lot of people affected by this over the years. They're coming forward. Like I just thought it was my page and a one-off thing. And now that they're realizing that it's coordinated, there's a lot of pissed off people out there and we're leeching right. and it's growing. So I, I'm, right. I'm well, you have a great big Craig um, to mm -hmm. unite with. Um, you, you'll have a great big audience with coast to coast. But anyway, thank mm -hmm. you gentlemen so much and uh, good luck. I'm, I'm so glad to hear that you're, going on that platform as well and keep keep pushing it out there guys thank you thank, thank you. you all right everyone so we'll be back next week and our guest is jim luff and remember to keep your eyes to the sky mm -hmm.